Light Up the City is sponsored by Seattle's Union Gospel Mission that highlights what God is doing through His church in greater Seattle and beyond. Here's your host, Chris and Nathan. And... Wait, don't, you don't want to overplay it. Coming out on that note? No. I, and we're it's back. It's too much. It's too much. Was that too much? Yeah. Well, because that was like a minute. We get people paying for airtime, dude. You, when you're paying for airtime, you got to, you know, no dead space. That's what they tell you. That wasn't dead space. That's what they tell it you in radio. No, no dead space. Time is money. It was a continued no. And since we're, this is like a. It's dead quality. <laughs> <laughs> I thought since and we're back. See that? See how that rolls? Yeah, that does roll. No, I understand. I understand why you did it. I understand why you did it. It's just, um, you know how it's kind of like you have a special moment. It's like let's not ruin this moment. That's true. You know? Yeah. I'm not saying you ruined it. No, you are. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think for a lot of our listeners, they've probably checked out at this point yeah i think they've kind of gone yeah i don't think I want yeah to get that's back into right this. now i remember why why i didn't listen to yeah this. i didn't listen on the yeah. first time around i think i think that's probably what happened we got a couple of our regulars i mean your dad obviously <laughs> yeah one of our dad. biggest fans yeah griff <laughs> todd we've got some people who yeah who are listening they are listening yeah we've got but here's here's the thing nathan we our goal mm-hmm. is to tell tell a good story I think for us, what we're what we're really trying to do as people is belong to something that's bigger than ourselves. Yeah, yeah. There's a sense that if we really want our life to matter and count for something, what is it that we're engaging with that is larger than, you know, just my own amassing of wealth, my own, you know, production of whatever. Um, it's like, what's what's the larger story? And I think that's that's the story we look back and we say. The story with mm-hmm. the capital, capital T. T. Why not cap all caps, T H E, okay. and then we'll we'll change it to the story. Well, yeah. So the story is the gospel. It's the good news. Yeah. That's the story. It's the story of God's relationship to His creation. It's the story of God's intention with His creation. You know, when Jesus says, uh, "Go and make disciples," He gives the mission to the church. Um, this is that's the story that we're all living into by its nature. When we when we tell people to write your own story, what happens is, Nathan, you and I are now really at odds with each other because which of our stories is going to win here in our in our friendship? Right. Well, mine, mine will. <clears throat> so you come out with just a new kind of like album, <clears throat> just kind of like shooting hoops. I'd probably win. I couldn't I couldn't drive on you. But outside, well, I got long you arms. Can't take me, man. You can't take me. I could, well, we can, <laughs> this is debatable. I mean, uh, I got to, I mean, how tall are you, Nathan? I'm 5'8". Okay. My, my legs good, are long five enough. Eight. It's solid 5'8". My legs are long enough to reach the ground. But I'm like six foot one. Yeah, no, one. You, got, you got the height advantage on me, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and I know the game. Yeah. <laughs> and you got that long, long arm span. Oh man, we're going we got oh, a lot man. of editing to do, <laughs> yeah, we do in our future. We do. Um So I mean the story, I, though. The story the What's thing with the story? story the thing with the story is we're constantly being told culturally that what matters is your story. Yes. Your narrative. Yes. 
and there's this concept of intersectionality. Yeah. Right. It's this oh, idea that like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. larger narrative is that you're a white male. So now you have this narrative of being white and male or the larger narrative is that you are a member of the LGBTQ yep. uh, narrative or right. you're a member of this narrative or you're a member of the religious right. Exactly. Evangelical. Right, right, right. And so it's like it's like which um, I had a friend tell me the other day. The world wants to know which jersey you're wearing. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, which jersey are you wearing? Are you, are you, uh, are you conservative or progressive? Yeah, yeah. Which jersey are you wearing? Because then I know if I love you or hate you. Yeah, exactly. You know? Are you the enemy or are you a friend? Right. Friend you on my team? And, and David says this. Remember, in, remember uh, excuse me, Joshua says this uh, right before Jericho falls. Mm-hmm. And... And Joshua five, there's it says a, it says a, a man is an angel. A man comes forward to him with a drawn sword, and and Joshua confronts him and says, "Are you with us or with Jericho? Basically, are you with us or with our enemies?" And the, he's, basically, this he's like, yeah, he's like, I, "I'm with the Lord. I'm with Don't. the Lord. I'm with the Lord's <laughs> army." And I think I'd like to think. I mean, maybe we're reading mm-hmm. this into the scripture, but I'd like to think Joshua realizes that he was playing the wrong game. Mm. You know, like he's playing the game of like. Are you a Seahawks fan yeah. or a Patriots fan? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we love yeah. you, Todd Zern. Yeah. <laughs> but come on. Come on, Patriots. dude, seriously. But like, um, <clears throat> but it's like but yeah, immediately the- I love Joshua's response because it, it, there's, there's, he acts, it doesn't say he has a repentant heart, no. but he acts in a repentant way. It says he, he takes off his sandals. Yeah. And he falls to his face yeah. on the ground and basically says, what does the, <clears throat> what message does the Lord have for mm-hmm. me? Right? Like he's like, yeah. oh, whoops. Yeah. This I isn't was playing about a, Israel's, playing wrong game. you know, army. Right. This is about the Lord. Yeah. We, we appreciate Joshua. We appreciate the narrative you're creating, but this is, it's time to call you back to the story. Yeah. It's yeah. time to call you back to the story. And so for us in this in this uh, Light Up the City podcast, what we're hoping to do is to say, how can we play our small role, right? Yeah. Like, how can we play our small role to say to the city of Seattle to call them back to the story? Yeah. The story. Because it's not about building All Souls Church in West Seattle. Right. It's about being a part of the body of Christ. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not about this after school program. Mm-hmm. It's about submitting that after school program to the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. And, and so what we want to do, and, and so it, it's a fine point because what we want to do is tell some great stories of cool things that are happening in our city yeah. because people have submitted to the story. Mm-hmm. But if we're not careful, we will think that the lowercase story, mm-hmm. you know, the lowercase S story of the individuals <clears throat> or of the congregations. Yeah. Individuals, congregations, uh, what a business is doing mm-hmm. in our city that, you know, to, to do something cool. We're like, Oh yeah, we got to do that. Like, right. We, our church isn't even partnering with the school. Right, right, right. Yeah. So our telling of the story is not to convince somebody to jump in on that same narrative of what we're talking about. It's just to right get plugged into the story. What, what is your congregation? What in your life? Um, what does God have for you already written in place for you? You know, what's, yes, it's not recreating, it's creating.
So my son, my son Zeb, when he was four, he says to me one morning uh, or, or one afternoon, we were in the car and he says, uh, he says, dad, did you know that all God has to do is speak and then stuff just happens? Yeah. And I was like, I, I did know that. I did know that. And he says, the thing is, that's actually pretty hard to do. <laughs> that's what he said. He's like, that's actually pretty hard to do. He's like, watch, watch this. Let it be dark. Because it was light outside. Yeah. It was a sunny afternoon. He says, let it be dark. And we were quiet in the car for a couple of seconds. And then he's like, see, nothing happens when I do it. <laughs> so I, I was like, well. It's actually pretty profound. It's very profound. So then I said, okay, Zeb, let, let me, you know, I'm your dad. Yeah, let me try. Let me, t- let me take a swing yeah, yeah, at this. Yeah. So I'm driving and I said, let it be dark. Nothing happened. Yeah. And, and, and then we, we both agreed. Yeah, that's actually pretty hard to do. Yeah. yeah. The, there's, there's, and we're back. So there's a great, there's a great uh, TED talk from a guy who basically shows that, that sound frequency and sound waves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can create forms and shape. TED talk, though. Oh, here we go. So Evan Grant does a TED talk Evan called Grant. Making Sound Visible Through Cymatics. Huh. That's what it called. Cymatics. C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. Okay. Making Sound Visible Through Cymatics. You should watch this TED talk. It's mind-blowing. Okay. But it basically is like he puts this, you know, I don't know if it's sand or something like mm. on this metal plate and basically runs sound waves over it and it forms the sand into different geometric so shapes. cool. It's the coolest. It's the craziest thing. But so you, ha- so you think about that, watch that with this in mind, that God formed the earth yeah. by speaking it into yeah. existence. Yeah. And that, and that um, you know, Zeb, you know, we're supposed to have faith like children. Mm-hmm. And Zeb, this four-year-old guy, brilliant. Zebisms. Has this, yeah, Zebisms. He's writing, he's writing a book right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he has this brilliant discovery that like yeah. i can't do that right you know i'm actually not capable of doing right, that right and it seems so obvious but sure. it's like every day we're trying to do that yeah we are every day we're trying to take the pen back from there's an author to all of these stories mm-hmm. so one day we might tell the story of how a pastor was called into ministry mm-hmm. another day we might tell the story of how one of our light at the city networks you know 12 churches work together to throw a giant care day in bothell yeah yeah um, well, that's a good one to talk about. We should tell that one. We that just happened. That did just happen. And may and and but but whether it's a personal story, a collective story, a story of a congregation, a story of a uh, of a ministry, we want to say, isn't it amazing that there is someone writing these stories? Mm-hmm. Um, Satan is an imitator. God is a creator, mm-hmm. and so the goal isn't to imitate these things. That's called idolatry, mm. right? Like when. We, if I, when we imitate, when, when our worship band sounds exactly like mm-hmm. Hillsong, mm-hmm. that's imitation. Mm-hmm. God is creating something new. Everything he does is new. And so our goal is to say, here's a new thing he did. Here's a new thing he did. Here's a new thing he did. And there's this great, um, maybe we should tell the story. In the gospel, the whole gospel. This all started from a small group at North Shore Community, Community Church, Church uh, who decided to read a whole in our gospel. A hole in our gospel. The hole in our gospel. The hole. I remember we were <laughs> going around about that yesterday. The hole in our gospel. Yeah, they by just, Rich Stearns, president of World Vision. And they just read read this book together and felt compelled to actually enter into the story. Which is so great because this is what we're talking about today. 
What they did was they gave the pen to yeah. God. Yeah. And and they said, "Okay, God, what what do we do?" Yeah. And God said, "Why don't you why don't you care for these folks? You don't need to create a new service. There's already all these other people I've called. Why don't you pull them together? Yeah. Convene them. Why don't you convene them in such a way where people could go and uh, and and sort of get a one-stop shop of, yes. of services that are needed in a way where someone can walk them through it. And, and basically, four years ago, the idea of Care Day was born. And what's so cool about it, and Tim and Manette and all the leaders we talked to who were a part of Care Day were very quick to say, we don't know how God did all this stuff. Yes. But he did something, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So let's listen in to... Um a few folks. We, we talked to Tim, we talked to Manette, and we talked to some others uh, who were part of the volunteer process and f- uh, a couple of folks who were served that day and we had some interesting conversations. Okay, so this is your third year of doing this? Fourth. Fourth year of doing this. Oh, that's right. Last year... This is our second year here. Okay. First two years were at Bothell High. Yep. This is a better location because we get to use a gym rather than a cafeteria. Okay. Um, it's on a bus line, and <clears throat> we have tremendously better support from the site staff for this location. So we have three primary goals. One is we really want to love needy people. That's mm-hmm. our job one. Second job is we're trying to knit together the safety net. We do have a safety net in our community, but it's been rather slack because most of the service providers that provide service in our community don't reside here. Their offices are in Bellevue or in Everett or in Shoreline or in downtown Seattle, but they do provide services here. They're just not out here very often. They'll support clients from here. They don't come here. Mm. So this is one of the few times they actually come out into our community. So this is a chance then for them to meet the other providers that are also working in this community. This has become a networking event for them in terms of going around and collecting brochures and business cards and finding out who does that sort of work here that they can refer clients from here to that service so that if they are asked for housing but they do domestic violence or vice versa, they know who those players are to connect to. So they they do a lot of networking here as well. Um, And then the third point is we're trying to raise the profile of this issue in their community. So it's an education event for our volunteers. We tell them explicitly in our morning rally, we want you to see and understand the guests that are here today and understand that they live here. You may not see them. They're well hidden in the the population of poverty in the suburbs. They do a very good job and they work really hard at staying hidden. That's not an identity that they want. Because most of them are working, if it's like previous years, three quarters of the guests are already working. Um, and uh, 80% of them are in some sort of housing arrangement now. They're not living in the woods or in a car. But many of them are living with family and with friends or in shelters or in hotels, mm. not where their preferred situation is, which is how they find out about the event because uh, those people that are housing them say, you need help. You need to go to this thing. Mm-hmm. You need to get some resources mm. and move out of my house. Um, mm. So we're trying to raise the profile. We tell our volunteers... Please understand who these people are. And then also look at the resources that are here. It does exist in our community. And if they're interesting to you, there's, a, there's an organization that you want to get involved with, take a minute and 
take their brochure and find out what kind of help they need and figure out how you can get plugged into them. Mm -hmm. And then tell your friends and neighbors because unfortunately it's really difficult to tell people uh, about the, the safety net that exists in a community. It's unfortunately sort of a I know somebody who knows somebody kind of network. Yeah. And people don't pay attention until all of a sudden they need it and then they don't know who to talk to. So we're trying to not create a brand new way for people to find out and a new system. We're just trying to get more people into that system. It's like, okay, you've, you've seen things. Remember that. So that when you bump into somebody who needs to know, you're part of that person who knows where to guide them to. And you can be a resource to get them to the place that they need the help. We hear feedback from many volunteers that this is their, this is the best thing they do all year for somebody else. Mm. So they like the fact that it just feels like when people walk out, something actually happened, mm. more than just writing a check or whatever, adopting a kid that you never see. But they actually helped somebody, and they spent a couple hours with them, knew their story, and got to know them. So that's a big deal. And then I'm hoping that. Uh, everybody that needs to know, and we don't know what that means, but everybody that needed to come today, that's what we pray. Everybody that needs to come today, they find out and they get here and they get what they need. I have no way to measure that. I don't know if we'll be successful, but we leave that in God's hands, but that's what we pray for. I think it's, for a lot of these people, it's a big deal to have, you know, close to 70 different organizations all in the same spot because it's so daunting to try and figure out how to navigate the maze of all these social services. It's, it's amazing. It's such a great benefit that they're there, but people don't know how to find them. And so having them all in one place is just a huge benefit and blessing to them. That's awesome. So um, my experience is that people have just been super grateful. Mm-hmm. How about the, so you're at Arbor yeah. Church. Yeah. What What are the, um, do you have volunteers here from your church? Yeah, so we came with a group of 12 uh, awesome. this morning from our church. So our involvement um, on the front end was doing a food drive. And so uh, we had about 200 bags of groceries here today, 60 of which were donated by the people at Arbor then a group of our young adults got together, assembled all of the donated food into those 200 bags, and then, like I said, 12 people showed up today to help Dea. That's awesome. Pretty cool for uh, a church plant that's five months old. It was neat to see that kind of engagement from such a young community. What is Care Day doing for the Safe Families program like today? What are you hoping for? A lot of our families that come to us are homeless mm -hmm. or in poverty. So it's exactly our niche per se as mm -hmm. to who we provide service for. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's an opportunity to speak directly to those families. I think it can be really intimidating sometimes because they have an idea that their kids will get taken from them. Right. Um, and so it's really important for us to break that barrier that that's not our role. Our role mm -hmm. is to... The opposite. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's to preserve their family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a really big deal for us to be here because that's our chance where we can see them face to face and tell them mm. we're here for you and we don't want you to walk alone in this. Um, so it's really great for that opportunity. Yeah. So Nathan, yes, we will be. Uh, we're going to be putting together another podcast soon. We got a couple of really good ones yeah. in the in the in the hopper. Yeah, in the hopper. What does that actually mean, hopper, in the hopper? Well, I think of it in the coffee sense. You know, you got your coffee hopper, and you pour the beans well, in. I don't know what a coffee hopper is. Um, it's it's where the beans go. See, look right over here. I see. It's, this, then, it's the waiting you, area. It's the waiting area, and they're ready to be used how they were intended to be used. Oh, I love coffee. Man, the other day, I was just enjoying my yeah. coffee so much. I was like very thankful. It was a worshipful experience for me. Very worshipful. It's mm. like, this is wonderful. Thank the Lord for coffee. For a nice cup of coffee. Oh, man. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, we hope you enjoy it. Share it. Like it. Do whatever. Listen. Thanks for listening in. And we'll see you. We'll see you next time. And if you got a story that you're like, yeah, man. Dude. We this story needs to go out there. Please let us know. We will will come. Yeah. Like we went out to Bothell. Was that was that Bothell Who's, or was that Kirkland? Where were we? It was North it Shore. Was, it was Bothell. Okay. North Shore School District. Here's the thing. Uh, if there's a story of someone responding to God's call, it's going to be a good story. See you guys next time.